the evil that men do lives after them. The good is oft interred with their bones. Hi, my name is John Dunsworth. I like to play with cement and rocks. I have no idea why. I think it might have something to do with the fact that I'd like to leave a legacy. Maybe a little after I'm gone and people say, hey, who made that? There I am, still alive. Hey, this is uh, episode 56 of the Majors Mess Hall podcast. Um, a little bit of a so- somber episode today. Last week, we found out that um, an actor from the uh, Trailer Park Boys TV show that the three of us love and was one of the reasons why we started this podcast has actually passed away. Um, that actor is uh, John Dunsworth, um, who we've actually had on the show before, not that long ago, just back in uh, March, we had him on. I mean, what an amazing actor. But sadly, yeah, he passed away. And um, we figured there's no point in just doing a regular episode and just mentioning it. We, we just feel like that, that that wouldn't do it justice enough. And not that this would ever do him justice by just doing this episode, but we figured dedicating an episode to him would probably be a little bit more the right thing to do, basically. So that's what we're doing now. And, um, of course, I've got Craig and Scott with me as well, as, as always. And um, we've got some 10-minute stories from people that we know that have had interactions with John and they wanted to come on and share their experiences and, and just basically just, just talk about what a wonderful guy John was we we, we heard some uh, pretty amazing stories you know this week as we we're doing the, the interviews and you know talking to people whose lives John touched and, and it gave me time to reflect on like what John meant to me because he didn't have to be nice to me. He didn't know who I was, but yet each and every time I seen him, this this man this year alone, I seen him six or seven times, you know. And and I even flew out to Halifax, his only show, you know, he ever did there with Randy, and uh, the guy was amazing. Like you said, he gave us a he gave us his time, man. And and we 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 asked him for was like a 20 minute interview and he ended up giving us uh, an, an hour basically an hour of his time and, and we we were the ones that you know that cut it short well not cut it short but we were the ones that wrapped the interview up you know who knows how long John would have went on for but I mean well I mean, he even said he even said I got nothing but time boys yeah he did <laughs> you know he did and again man we, we're no you know we're just fans of his we're not like his best friends or neighbors next door that we knew all the time, you know, I meant he was a genuine, a genuine person, you know, that cared about other people, man. And honestly, there won't be nobody, there won't be nobody like him. No. And you know what? I've never heard anybody say a bad word about him. And I can't, I can't really say that for the rest of like the cast. You know, there's always people that are not going to be fans of certain cast members and stuff, but Honest to God, I've never heard anybody say anything negative about John. Like he was just an amazing person, and and that it's not even just on. I'm not even talking about his acting on Trailer Park Boys, which was phenomenal because, of course, he played a drunk, and he didn't drink in real life. He just goes to show just how talented he was. Like he's the best on-screen drunk you could ever see. But it, but his work goes on. He'd done so much in theatrical theatre and. I mean, it's it's honestly is endless. If you go to the Chronicle Herald website, you'll see that his obituary is on there, and I mean, it, it just gives you a rundown of everything that he's done, and just amazing. I mean, what a guy! Even though I only met him just a couple times this year, you know, I felt like I've known him forever. You know, he seems like that guy that you just grew up with. You know, yeah, like an uncle, man, just. You know, I I remember one time I, I was going to go call my ma, so I just typed in the first couple of numbers, and it was I ex- I looked down, and I accidentally called John <laughs> in the morning <laughs> one time, <laughs> and uh, and and I, I didn't even tell you this story, man, because I didn't want you mad at me at first. You know, it's when we were we were trying to get the interview, right? And uh, so. I called him by accident. I looked down. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and and uh, I hung up real fast, man, as fast as I could. And, and then he called me back, and I'm like, oh, hell, what do I do? <laughs> you, 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 you know? So I answered, and he's like, 
I was like, sorry, I, I dialed the wrong number, John. He's like, is everything cool? You know, like, <laughs> like, yeah, I just, you know, so, I told so, him that. Go on, my question to you is why didn't you ask him if he'd do the interview, if you got him on the phone? Because it was, it was at like 5 a.m. in the morning. And... <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Oh, no way. I hope you didn't wake him up. You know what? According to him, he he was up early anyway, but... <laughs> Oh no way! But but my 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 coworkers start laughing. He's like, dude, 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 and I'm sure John heard all that, you know, because when I looked down, I was like, oh, I just started hitting the the end call button, man. <laughs> That's funny. So but, yeah, but then you know when I told him I accidentally dialed him, you know, he asked if everything was okay. So, Craig, what what a yeah. I know you're you're not you're a man of few words, but what have you uh, what have you got to say about this? Because I know you were upset when we told you he passed away. Yeah, I was like, I was so shocked, like just like an actor from that show, just just gone. And I know you did interviews, which I wasn't obviously around for, and I don't like doing the interviews. But thinking about it now, I do regret going on with you two with John. I mean, it was just well, you, you regret, know, regret you regret like. you regret not coming on with us because. The way you just said it then sounds like you did come on and you regretted it. Oh, yeah, I regret not coming on with You know, like, I mean, when I found out that he passed away, my friend Kelly was down. Of course, Kelly's been on the show a few times. And uh, I don't know why, but I didn't, it didn't hit me. Like, I, maybe it's because I didn't let it hit me, but I was just like, oh, my God, like, this is so shocking. And then four days later, Kelly goes home, and I went to work as normal. And then it came home from work, and while I was driving home, and this never happens, I just started crying. And it, I, I, truthfully, this never happens to me. I do not get upset when actors pass away. But I think just because I'd met him, like, three or four times and spoke to him, and, I mean, he didn't know me. You know, he, he, knew, the, he knew the podcast, but he didn't know me. He knew Scott more than he knew me. But um, just talking to him and him, you know, he came on and he starts telling us about how he's got these four wonderful children and he's so lucky and it just hit me like he's gone and I got really upset and it was only when I got home like my wife was like, "What's wrong?" and I was like, "I said I'm, I don't know. I said I don't know why I'm like this. I said I'm just I'm, it's just hit me now that John Dunsworth's passed away and I'm really upset." And uh, you even you even texted me and the first thing that that I I read before I opened it up was, "I don't know what's wrong with me, bro." And I'm like, oh, man, what's wrong? You know, and then you told me. And then I was like, you know, I, I can relate because when I told Karen, I, I got really teary-eyed, man. And, and you know, just thinking about it now is bugging me. You know, it's just like it's... I, I've never I've never really met nobody that genuine. You, you know, someone that shows that he cared, someone that. You know, he'll treat you like a friend, you know, and he even remembers you when he sees you, you know, when yeah, it, it, it it's... And that's just it, you know, he does, or he did treat you like a friend, like it was, it was, like, I honestly, it, it annoys the hell out of me when people start getting upset and crying over actors dying, because I'm just like, come on now, you, you weren't even a fan, like, calm down, you know, like it's upsetting, but you didn't know them personally, but this was different, like this this is totally different like it actually i was i was telling uh, our friend tom uh, close to head tom the other day that like it actually feels like there's a loss in nova scotia at the moment like because there's always you know living here in dartmouth there's, there's always a possibility that you're going to bump into one of the cast members because the show's filmed in nova scotia and they all live local there's, there's not really one of them that lives far away they all live pretty local and uh, there's always a possibility of bumping into one of them in the stores. And, and I see them all the time. I'll see people from the show, you know, whether it be people behind the cameras or, or the actors themselves. You'll see them around in the supermarkets and stuff. And I, although I never seen John, you know, it was always a possibility that, you you know, you will bump into him. And it just feels like there's there's something missing at the moment. It's, it's really weird. Like, it's a really strange place to be at the moment. And uh, it's, it's, ups it's really upsetting. It's just, I mean, I'm still really upset about it. It's it's that one time that you wish that the news was a hoax, like you see on Facebook and all that. You know, like yeah. oh, so and so died, and you you look it up, 
you know, like I've came to you a couple times. I'm like, oh, somebody died, and you're like, hoax. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I I was really hoping, man. But when I seen Sarah uh, send the message out, man, that's when it that's when it hit, man. Yeah. See, I would urge anyone, anyone that's listening, because it's not all Trailer Park Boys fans. We know that we've we've branched out further than that now and, and that's what we wanted like we didn't want to be known as a trailer park boys podcast but it's incredibly difficult because these people like they're so willing to be part of the show and join the show and you know and we we can't push them away because we want them to come on the show you know but it's then of course it's almost like we're typecast as a trailer park boys podcast and anyway like to the people that aren't trailer park boys fans you don't have to watch the show but please just go to youtube and type in john Donsworth and watch some of the videos. You'll find some of his acting on there. You'll find some of the ones from Trailer Park Boys. And I, you know what? I, I I challenge anyone to tell me that you don't think Mr. Leahy is hilarious. Like, his character on Trailer Park Boys is absolutely hilarious because he, he plays him so perfectly. But also, there's, you know, he was in a show called Haven. So, you know, you'll find clips on there of, of him. as uh, I think his name was Dave Tegas was the character he played on Haven. I, I've never seen it, I'll be honest, but... um. You know, and and it was it was good. It was good, man. There's also a, a video on there um, where he is. He used to love to build rock walls and mess around with cement, basically. And where he lives, he has built this beautiful rock wall with a, a pool. Like this, he's built a pool and a fire pit, and I mean it's just amazing. Like words can't do it justice. So if you type in John Donsworth, I think it's probably going to be the first video that pops up. And he's basically given a run through of uh, how to how to mix cement and how to build things with cement, and it's it's amazing, and it just gives I, you a I'm, tiny insight into what the guy was like. So I urge anyone to just go and type in John Donsworth on YouTube and just watch whatever comes up. Well, he built that big amphitheater in the side of the damn uh, the wall, you know, and and yeah. he would light the fire and he would sit there in this theater and just watch like the tide come in and out and. Like, like you said, totally amazing. I think we're going to leave it there now, guys, and we're going to go through to our first uh, conversation that we had with uh, with our friend Suzette. She uh, she met John a couple of years ago, and a uh, great little story. And then from there, we're going to play out the rest of our little conversations that we've had with people over the past two weeks. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, it's I know it's a bit of a different episode, but bear with us. Um, we will be back for episode 57. Um, on, a, on a lighter note but uh, for now this is all about John Donsworth I don't know if it's lucky stars or if it's your metabolism I don't know what it is but some days things just work wonderfully and some days it's a struggle but if you persist through the struggle it'll still get done this is a special Majors Mess Hall episode and uh, it's, it's just remembering John because John Donsworth has touched the lives of so many people around the world. And every person that met him, you know, got a little piece of him. And, and everybody has a story to tell. And on the line with us right now is uh, no exception. We have uh, Suzette Schulteis on the phone. How's it going? It's going fantastic, guys. I hope the same for you. It's going good here, yeah, too. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing good. So, tell us about y your story with John. Uh, I have two. Um, John and I, uh, well, he was Facebook friends with a lot of people, and he didn't get on that often. And, um, and he would periodically be back and forth, and I had told him I was going to... Uh, I had seen the boys uh, do their show in Washington, D.C., I think. I'm going to say it was like 2012. I wanted to go see them at their um, Dear Santa Claus show. Right. Okay. And I, it was going to be in Philly. And so we went, we got a hotel room, and I said to my hub, I said, you know, I'm going to let John know, and I messaged him, uh, that private messenger thing, and I said, hey, I'm coming to your show, da-da-da-da-da, and I'm going to try to do the meet and greet type of thing, and he said, yeah, absolutely. He said, in fact, you should come ahead of time and try, and 
and come meet up with me backstage or something. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Because I'm thinking to myself, yeah, how many people are going to wrestle the door and be like, oh, by the way, John Dunsworth told me to come <laughs> and see him ahead of time. That's not going to happen. But John was that kind of guy. He was just so nice. He's such a nice guy. And I guess he just, he figured, all right, just come on up and see me. And then, um, so we had excellent seats for the show. I mean, we were like second row. Wow. And, of course, he came, he came out. Uh, in the beginning, you know, as Lakey, and, and he um, had, he just looked at me, because I was like, I'll be the redhead in the second row, <laughs> and he was like, and just glanced at me, and I guess I was the only redhead there, and um, I said, okay, that's, I kind of like gave him a smile, and they went on with their show, and then we did the meet and greet, which, you know, is like a, uh, a meat processing line, you know, it's like you wait to get up there, and then of course they want to hustle you through because normally they have a lot of people that do this. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, after these guys do this long show, they're they're ready to crash. You know, they don't want to. They they want to be around for the fans, but yet they don't want to be around forever. So I yeah, get it. It's true. And um, I I took a few things with me to have everybody sign and. I had ordered John's um, dictionary. Oh, yeah. And um, he, had, he had signed it as Jim Leahy when I ordered it. And I'm like, I wanted your signature, John. But I'm thinking, okay, I'll get it at the show. <laughs> so needless to say, they had a guy there that was like taking your stuff for the guys, the boys and, and John and Pat, for all of them to sign. And um, I'm standing in line with my Ricky. Uh, I had a uh, houndstooth skirt on. And Pat Rich has to make a great skirt. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then, so John, all of a sudden I hear John, he's signing something. He goes, whose dictionary is this? <laughs> and, and somebody goes, oh, it's Suzette. And he goes, because he didn't see me, I guess, stay out of there. He goes, Suzette, oh, she's my oldest friend. <laughs> and I just, yeah, I, and I automatically just looked at him. I said, well, gee, thanks. John, I know I'm older, but you didn't really have to make me feel that good about it. <laughs> and he goes, and, and then he's backtracking. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, uh, what I meant to say was my oldest friend on Facebook. <laughs> he said, I've had you as a friend for the longest. I said, well, it didn't come out that way. You know, you know how to make a girl feel really good. <laughs> and, and he turns around and he said to me, he looked right at me. And this is what was the word. He goes, you're so pretty. And kissed me full on the lips. <laughs> That's really nice. And I was like, I was blown away. I was like, ah, you know, he is so sweet, though. I mean, I just think he just felt bad about saying, you know, I'm his old friend, that uh, <laughs> he kind of did that. And then, um, you know, that was great. I had a, had a great time. And then uh, about 2014, we were... Um, we had made plans to go again to Halifax and all. And I contacted John and I said, you know, we're going to be in, we're going to be up there. Uh, is there any way um, that, you know, we could hook up or see each other, you know, and he was, cause he was still in Haven at the time. Ah. And 10 days before this vacation, I broke my knee. And I was on, uh, it was just a lovely vacation because we decided to keep going. And, and I was in mobile and on crutches and a wheelchair. And it was, it was an interesting vacation to do. So John said, yes, you know, we'll try to get together. And I said, okay. So um, we were in Chester and uh, we were staying in Chester. And I let him know where we were staying and stuff. And he said, yeah, I said, well, he, we'll hook up at the, I think it's called the Fossil Inn. It's really old, like 1800 uh, restaurant bar type thing, right in the heart of Chester in the uh, shopping district area where they were filming that day in Haven. Ah. And um, so I said, um, okay. So I told my husband, I said, you know, hey, um, we're going to, John's going to meet us in, uh, around 12, 1230. And my husband goes, yeah, right. Like, like, yes, John Dunbar's just going to walk in here and meet us. <laughs> and said, no, I'm serious. He's, 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 he said he's coming, you know. 
And so we're sitting there waiting, and sure enough, here it's like 1230, here comes just like nothing, just walks in the door with a beard, which he had never had before. And um, he sat down, and I said, oh, my God, John, so good to see you. He goes, yeah, because he just came in from a reading. He said that, you know, table reading for the show. He said, I'm not filming today. He said, um, but, you know, there's filming going on, as you can see. And I said, yeah. And, you know, of course, he was like, he felt really bad. He said, how's your knee? He goes, you know. I uh, can't believe you guys made the trip. And then he just started talking about um, him and his wife. And, you know, they were playing. Um, now, how, wait a minute. I don't know the correct pronunciation. We call it in the States badminton. Right. How do you guys pronounce it in Halifax? I, it's like a, it's, it's something else. Well, I, I mean, I'm obviously not originally from Halifax, but I just say badminton. Because I've heard, like, I don't know if the boys do it on purpose when they've done it on the show, but they kind of, it really abbreviate the word, like, bad mitten. It doesn't sound, whether they're doing it like that on purpose, I don't know. But he was telling us his story about how him and his wife were playing, and, just, you know, back and forth, and he said, and my wife really injured her elbow, and it wasn't feeling good, and he goes, oh, I, I just feel so bad. And he goes, and I'm seeing you laid up, he goes, it's like, it's just, uh, he, he just like uh, he doesn't like to see anybody um, under the right. weather, so to speak. Right. And um, we just sat and chit chatted about him and sailing and water and boats. And I told him, you know, we were talking about how his dad, because he came from a huge family, and you know, his dad had given all the kids a piece of property to build on. And um, we had been on his road, as a matter of fact. There was all these Dunsworth mailboxes when we were driving around. And I said, John Dunsworth got to live here. And John, did you, if you would have just came a little further down, you would have hit my house. <laughs> and I said, yeah. And I just would have popped in and rang your doorbell. And, you know, you would have been okay with that. And I think he would have. He's, he's so... Um, He's so open and so giving of a person. I mean, and he must have been with us for like 20 to 30 minutes. That's awesome. And I mean, then he said, well, I've got to get going. And I mean, I've never known, you know, anybody to be so generous with their time and how they are personality-wise. And it was just wonderful. It was a wonderful time. And I'm so glad that we got to spend that with him since now, I mean inevitable has happened yeah um, but but he was he was such a kind person and such a real person you know i mean i live in the states and come on scott you know how it is you've got your hollywood people <laughs> yeah and and you know you know you know right well <laughs> you're not gonna go and meet or talk to any of that and john was never that way john never I don't think John ever saw himself as that kind of person at all. No, not and, at all. And it's so nice that you got to spend that time with him as well. Like, it's just, you know, it would it would have been such a regret now if you hadn't have. And then, obviously, now he's passed on to, to think, oh, you know, you know, would have really have liked to spend some quality is. time with him. But you, you actually were really lucky and you got to, to talk to him and meet him. And that sounds so nice that you literally just sat there and just talked about everyday life, basically. It was. It was nothing about, like, the trailer park boys, nothing about any of that. Just real life. Like, what do you, what do, you do? What, what's your, what are your hobbies? And what, you know, and it, it was just like a re- just talking to a friend. He just, he makes you feel so at ease. Yeah. And um, it, it's just something that, unless you've had that experience, you just don't know. Yeah, it's true. In fact, when... When I um when I when all the news came down about him passing, I thought it was a hoax. I literally did. I, I saw this on Facebook and I was like, This this somebody's really this is a bad joke and and I was kept looking and then I just started digging and searching and then when I saw Sarah's comment on Twitter, because I was I was just desperate for information. And when I saw that she had mentioned it, then I said, This is real. And it really, I, it tore me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, us, us too. Yeah, big time. So, but 
we appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing your memory with John. And uh, I mean, he has just been such an outstanding person in this world. Hundred um, percent. Yes, absolutely. And I'm so glad I got to talk to you guys and share this little bit of snippet of my time with John. <laughs> Maybe it's because I, I would like to make some kind of uh, order out of chaos, but not really because most of my life I create chaos, you know, so. Okay, so joining me on the line now, we have a good friend of mine is uh, Tom Tamia, also known as Clusterhead Tom. He's been on before. Um, he's back now because uh, as uh, we are, he is a massive fan of the Trailer Park Boys and uh, in particular John Dunsworth, which is why we're here now. So, uh, Tom... I know you've got some uh, really fond memories of John and um, some nice some nice words you want to share with us. So, uh, Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate that. And um, I just want to offer my condolences to the Dunsworth family. And uh, that's his family off and on screen uh, as well. I just can't imagine what everybody's um, having to contend with losing such an icon here in Canada. And uh, I, I've said this long before John passed away. And actually, when I got a chance to meet him, I told him that he is the best actor that Canada ever produced. Uh, he was so well-rounded, so diverse, so talented, and so kind and humble. And I felt extremely grateful to meet the gentleman, but I was more just astonished. Where When he was doing the tour with Randy... Um, the Leahy and Randy tour, everybody, you know, kind of went along with it. Like, ah, oh, that's, you know, Jim Leahy and, and Randy Bobandi and everybody's laughing. But I was just sitting there stunned watching him trying to engulf all that he was on stage and his range. He was so diverse and he was, to me, he was far more than Jim Leahy. He was... He was an actor's actor. He was just so talented and so grounded, and he could just make you believe the sky was black. He could make you the, believe that the ocean was pink. He just had that ability to captivate uh, me as an audience member, his range and depth in his characters that he could play. And I was just so enthralled sitting there watching him thinking, wow, this man is brilliant and you know, half these people are just kind of more paying attention to the character, which was great, and uh, don't get me wrong, but I, I, I just think he was the best actor that Canada ever had, hands down. Yeah, I would agree with you as well. And you know, when I met him, I mean, my story when I met him was nothing special. Uh, I, you know, I didn't say anything to make him remember me at all. Um, it was very short and, and uh, I gave him a letter just telling him what a wonderful person I thought he was and such a great actor. And, uh, you know, I'm sure at some point he w may have read it or, or tossed it, but uh, I believe that he was, he was an actor's actor and he believed that, you know, the audience um, was everything to him and that's I think that's why he was such a, a, a generous soul that when he got to meet his fans he, he realized that it wasn't just a paycheck or the notoriety of being famous to him it was payment in itself seeing the joy that he gave people yeah and, and just going back to you know you say you wrote him a letter I can guarantee 100% that he would have sat down and, and read that letter because that's the kind of guy that he was you know he wasn't just one of these celebrities that just takes all this stuff that the fans are giving them and just like leaves it somewhere else for like a roadie to pick up or whatever like he definitely would have sat down and read that letter and it would have humbled him 100% well and if anything you know I'm not a I've met a lot of A-list celebrities some big names and I've never been the type of guy to be like, uh, I don't know, like autograph hound or, or uh, you know, I have a whole book of celebrity autographs. I've never been about that. I've only ever had any interest in meeting anybody that really uh, affected me profoundly. For the listeners that don't know, uh, I'm neurologically sick and I have probably an ignorant amount of downtime and I found a lot of solace in watching John play, uh, especially on the trailer park boys being a, a big fan. Um, so I had more time to maybe appreciate his work more than, you know, the average fan. But, um, 
you know, he gave me a lot of solace in my dark days. And uh, I'm just so grateful and so humble that I was even a part of that in history to, to have uh, met such an iconic Canadian. And of course, it's uh, the, the beautiful thing is as well that, you know, his, his work will always be there. So, you know, he will live on in his work and, you know, he will still continue to help people. And that's that's so beautiful in itself to know that, you know, he's he's never really gone as long as we remember him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're, we're very fortunate to have uh, been a part of his journey along along the way. I know that he's been a um, been a guest on this show and I've listened to it like three times because it's just a such a fascinating interview to hear the man speak. Um, he's so brilliant, uh, so talented. And uh, it's just, you know, it's been a sad week. But uh, one thing that sticks out in my mind about John is uh, – you know, for anybody that would say anything negative or, or whatnot, he was just the type of guy to look at you and go, get a hobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, he couldn't, you couldn't have been more eloquent than that by telling to somebody to go get a hobby. So uh, I, I just thank you for having me on here and allowing me to at least give the man a tenth of what he deserves in acclamation for being such a wonderful uh, Canadian actor. Thanks, Tom. We appreciate it. And before we let you go, can you think of one one like moment in Trailer Park Boys that of of John that you can think of that really stands out as being like your favorite, like maybe your funniest moments, maybe? Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know exactly what season it was, but uh, him and Pat Roach or Randy, they walked out of the trailer. And Randy was wearing a B uniform, and he looked like Indiana Jones. And they had confessed <laughs> to the park, their family, that they were now a couple. And I couldn't have been happier for the two of them. Because uh, to me, that show was all about love. And if you don't grasp the love in the show, then you don't get the show. And, uh, yeah, I think that was my most favorite favorite moment. Because they'd, they'd come out and said, you know what? We, we are who we are, and we know you're going to accept us no matter what. Yeah, and they did, and everybody did, and yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's a wonderful memory, and and it's quite, it's quite a unique one as well because uh, I'm sure a lot of people would just pick up on one of the ones where he's stumbling around, you know, playing that amazing drunk guy that he always did. Of course, the man mm-hmm. never drank in real life. That's that, that's the most amazing thing is that he portrayed the best drunk on TV, but never drank. Yeah, he was just awesome, just just awesome. Well, Tom, thanks so much. Yeah, we're, we're going to let you go, but um, I mean, it just means so much that you came on and shared your your you know your experiences and your thoughts about John with us. And, th- and th- thank you so much for having me again. I appreciate it. My mother remembers. I came into the house once when I was two years old. Say, "Mummy, I have rocks in my tummy." Turns out it was true. I had swallowed some rocks. But what I've been trying to do is secure the waterfront from the ravages of the Atlantic Ocean. Today is a red letter day. The end of an incredibly arduous task. When you consider that this barrel of cement might do this area, you can imagine how much it took to do all of this. So on the line with me now, I have a really good friend of mine, Chanel. It's Chanel Ringle. She's a Trailer Park Boys fan. Also um, has a... Trailer Park Boys fan page on Facebook, which has done really well. It's called the uh, it's called the Fuck Family, isn't it? Sunnyvale Fuck Family. Yeah, it used to be called the Rob Wells Fuck Family, and now it's called the Sunnyvale Fuck Family. But um, yeah, so uh, and Chanel's here to talk to us about obviously John Dunsworth. Um, she has a a story that she'd typed up online that I read that was really nice, and I just figured that it would be nice to have Chanel come on and tell us that little. Just a little snippet of uh, of her experience of going to the set of Trailer Park Boys and her interactions with John Dunsworth. So, Chanel, whenever you're ready, uh, please share your, your story with us. Sure. Uh, so, first off, um, we were very lucky and very grateful to have the chance to go to set and kind of be a fly on the wall. Um, we went in 2014, and um, it was just amazing to see how talented everyone is in person and to see them go in and out of character like nothing, you know, was pretty fantastic. Um, but specifically watching John Dunsworth, you know, prepare for whatever uh, scenes he had to do that day, you know, it was just wild, like just to see the talent in him. 
But uh, we were watching him, and um, kind of in between scenes, and he seemed pretty upset. And so he was telling us that he had uh, ended up losing a little airplane pin on set that day, and um, it really met, meant something to him. And so he had said where he thought he lost it. And so me and my boyfriend, Mike, we offered to help him find it. And it was just, it was really nice. It's kind of hard to say, but it was just really sweet, like walking up and down the roads um, in Sunnyvale, you know, looking for this pin with the sun shining down. It was a sweet moment to see that he was so tore up over this little pin because it wasn't just, you know, a material loss that he's had, but it was like a sentimental one because of the uh, person that gave it to him. So it was just a really beautiful moment. And it's just but, uh, it's a shame because obviously the, the, the pin was never found. Yeah, not to my knowledge anyhow. And uh, like even once John went back to work, uh, Mike and I went back to the road and like really tried to look for it. Like it was a good half an hour because, you know, John's done so much for everybody that he's come into contact with. And we just wanted to be able to, you know, do something nice for him and hopefully find it. What was so great about John was... You know, being Mr. Leahy, at least from what my impression was that, you know, being Mr. Leahy, that was a job to him, but he was always more not in, uh, interested in the celebrity aspect. He really wanted to learn about his fans. Like, it was his greatest joy. He's like, you know, tell me about you, you know, what's going on in your life and what your story is. That's true, and it's actually Suzette mentioned the same thing when we spoke to her as well. He was the same. He, he doesn't just want to talk about himself. In fact, he doesn't want to talk about himself. He's quite happy to nope. just talk talk about what, what you're about. And he did the same when we interviewed him on our podcast on episode 41. He did the same. He, he, he comes on and he's like, what what do you do for work? You know, What do you guys do? And he's just full of, quest- mm-hmm. just full of questions. He just wants to know who he's talking to and, and what, you're, what you're about. A lot of people don't care, and that's not even just celebrities. That's just everyday people. A lot of people are all about themselves, but John never was. He was always about everybody else around him. It's so true, and um, and that's I think like why he's so beloved because he had such heart, and he went above and beyond for a lot of people, even in just their day to day interactions. Yeah. If he didn't say recognize you right away he would still like be polite and strike up a conversation. Um, there was another story, if you don't mind if I tell it. No, please do. Uh, one year, uh, the Santa, you know, the Santa Claus tour that the Trailer Park Boys do? Yes. Like every so often? Yeah. Well, it comes, it comes to my area about like once every two or three years. And um, we had some presents that we wanted to give to the boys, uh, Mike and I. And... Just through security and for whatever reasons, we were waiting behind the venue for so long. And John came out and uh, we were kind of, um, because it was very, very cold that night, we were uh, staying warm behind like a little utility shed. And John, even though, I mean, it must have looked really strange and really sketchy to see these people saying, hey, John, out of the shadows, (laughs) he's still... Like, he still was nice, and he took a couple of minutes to talk to us, and we asked him how his night was going, and it was just, it was really beautiful that he treated so many people with, like, just respect and compassion, and just really had an interest. Totally. I mean, like, when we tried to get him on the podcast, it was difficult to get him a first, but only because it was difficult to get through to him, because, like, we obviously right. we didn't have his number or anything. So Scott mm-hmm. knows, Scott knows the guy that organises the, the shows that he does in the States. Um, okay. And he spoke to him, and, you know, he said he wants to try and get the interview, and he, he spoke to John at one of the shows as well. And then this guy had mentioned it to John, like, you know, there's this guy called Scott, he does a podcast, he wants to talk to you while you're in town. This is when he was in mm-hmm. town in uh, where Scott lives in Chicago. And yeah. John John got Scott's number off this guy and called Scott up. Scott wasn't even expecting a call. So Scott answers the phone, a number he doesn't recognise. It says Nova Scotia. So he thinks it's me, because that's obviously <laughs> where I live. So he thinks it's me ringing off a different number. So he answers sure. the phone and he's like, and it's John. And he's like, hey, uh, hey, Scotty. And he's like, Who, who's that? And he's like, it's John. And he's like, <laughs> who's John? He thought it was me fucking around. 
And right. it's only realised after a while that it was John Dunsworth calling him. So then, of course, he had John's number. And then they were texting back and forth. You know, I mean, just just today, actually, Scott was Scott was reading me the, the last few messages that John sent to him. I, I'll see if I've got it on my phone to read you. But Scott, yeah. Scott had asked him over. Um, for, a, for a, he was going to cook steaks for him and Pat, and he said, you know, you you, you and Pat can come over, and I'll I'll cook you some steaks, you know. And mm. uh, the last message that was sent, which it just made me laugh because it's so John, but also so Leahy. He said, "Great of you to offer, but we are merely ship puppets, and the dance to the <laughs> scheduled shit score." <laughs> so, in other words, like we'd love to, but we yeah. we're, we're really busy with the schedule, basically. So mm. I just thought that was funny. I mean, he, that's what he was like. Even in the interview, he was dipping, dipping in and out of character all the time. We didn't know if we were talking to Leahy or John. Like it was, I mean, it was great. It was just, it's an amazing interview. And I mean, I haven't listened to it since he passed away. I just, I haven't kind of been ready to re-listen to it yet. But um, just, yeah, just such a spat. I'm so glad we got that. I mean, I imagine that was possibly one of the last interviews he did because we we just did it in in this past March. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's, it just means a lot. And also is. The, the Randy and Leahy tour came to Halifax for the first time um, ever since they've ever been touring, just the two of them. Um, this, oh, wow. This, this past uh, March, and we went. We went to the, the one and only show they did here. So, again, special moment, and I'm glad we did it. So true. Um, you had mentioned how sometimes you can't tell if you're talking to or, you know, when we were able to speak with him, if you were talking to John or Jim. Yeah. And it's... It's really true. Like when we were watching him prepare on set, <clears throat> I honestly, I, because as you know, I'm friendly with his daughter, Sarah, uh, who also works on the show. And I had told her afterwards, like I was worried. I thought he had sunstroke or something, but really it was just him sort of being in the mood for being Jim Leahy and what he had to do that day. Like he was in this dark sort of method. Jim Leahy attitude and it was just fascinating. Wow. Like just to watch him sort of being curmudgeonly and you know what he would think to portray as you know this old drunk trailer park supervisor who's always in some shit. <laughs> like I mean he meant so much to people. Um, I know that we had been messaging back and forth, uh, private, you and I, um, on the night of the TNT show in Toronto. Yeah. And, uh, it was just such a beautiful moment that we got to have in private with, uh, Mike Clattenburg, the creator of Trailer Park Boys, as well as longtime director, uh, no longer though, as many fans would know. Um, I just got to give him this big heartfelt, super tight hug and expression of condolence over John and it was just nice I mean he was just hugging back and you could just feel the loss and just how much uh, John meant to him as well well yeah because Clattenburg and and John they they were friends like they were actual friends Mm -hmm. they weren't just work colleagues they were real friends and you know what what was that like because I know he got on stage and and Clattenburg he he gave a speech didn't he about about John can you can you give us the gist of what he what he said when he was on stage just you know basically really what we've all been saying that you know john was more of a warm person that was interested in other people and just learning and he uh, unfortunately he didn't get to say too uh, sorry like mike Kleinberg didn't get to say too much just because the emotion was so strong that he just couldn't um there was a really touching moment where jonathan torrance kind of noticed you know that the emotion was getting too much and so then he brought in a little bit of levity with a nicer story not a nicer but a lighter story yeah about john and to sort of break and it was just really a powerful thing to be there for yeah special moments so i've got to ask as well before we let you go have you got sure. a, a moment in particular that you know a leahy moment let's say that's uh, your favorite you know in the show actually I really do. Um, just in displaying the power of John's acting, um, do you recall the moment in, during the propane, propane, and working man yeah. sort of episode <laughs> arc? Yeah. Where he thinks that he's getting back together with Barb and she has to break it to him that uh, she'd prefer to be getting together with Ricky. <laughs> yeah. If you watch the facial expressions, 
and that whole arc. I even I made a really um, basic meme about it. I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, like you can actually watch like frame by frame by frame, just how he changes his face so subtly to go from this you know hopeful circumstance he's hoping, and then just to see him utterly destroyed without saying a word. Like <laughs> it's just it's beautiful. <laughs> he was very talented. You know what my one of my favourite moments is? And, and there's many, but one of mine is where... I can't remember which season it's on, but I'm sure you'll remember. He's in the trailer, and I think he's pretending to be drunk. Like, I think Leahy's pretending to be drunk. So it's, right, it's around that time when he's trying to fool the boys. <laughs> and Julian knocks on the trailer, and Leahy opens the door. He's like... He goes, Julian! <laughs> he just... He, like, stumbles down the stairs, but nearly falls. <laughs> Like totally amazing, but but clearly you can see that like he obviously did misstep his actual stepping, but he stayed in character, and it's so funny. He just he slams against the sides of the trailer as he opens the yeah. door, and then he just falls down the stairs. Just amazing. Oh, he is. He was amazing. Sometimes you have to really be imaginative to find your materials. You can always buy it. I, I have a certain language for rock picking. Scobbling is almost like taking a rock that you didn't own from a place that you don't have any permission to take them from. And I've got hundreds of those rocks from dump sites and things. You go for a little drive in the country and you'll see a barn that's fallen down. And you can walk over and if there's nice stones there, you can knock at the farmhouse next to it and you'll say, Oh, help yourself, help yourself. And you do. Here with me now is a friend of mine, Tanar Reptil. Um, we're on the set of a music video. Um, Tanar is a, uh, an actor, and he's had the opportunity to work with uh, John Dunsworth a few times on set. And uh, I'm just going to talk to him now, just a little bit about some of the some of the encounters that he's had with John Dunsworth. So, Tanar, tell, tell us when tell us about the first time you ever met John. Well, you know, it's funny. The first time I met John um, was uh, at the debut or the opening of Hobo with a Shotgun the movie by Jason Eisner and uh, I was in using the washroom at the Oxford Theatre and sure enough John Dunsworth comes in next to me on his phone and uses a, the urinal next to me chatting away the whole time and I was amazed that I was standing next to Jim Leahy you know yeah. I was like one of my heroes I love that you know the trailer park boys of course so so yeah the first time I, I, I you know had a chance to see him in person was right there and uh, you know, never really chance, had a chance to talk to him as he was on his phone and using the washroom. So you let a man do his thing, and uh, and that was that. I uh, the first uh, real time I'd I'd seen him, so it was kind of cool, it was really and, cool. And then of course you've worked with him as well on the set of Trailer Park Boys. Um, most notably was it season nine? You played yep. a cop. Yeah, that was the big one where uh, where I was arresting Ricky and uh, John was involved with the scenes right in there with us. And you know he's very um, very professional actor, of course, and he was. You know, speaking with us all and talking with us, making sure we we all know what we were doing and making us feel comfortable. And you know, quite common on set, he'll come and talk to the background actors and tell jokes and stories and give advice and you know things like that. He used to do. And um, you know, very few star actors talk to the background. Yeah. But he was always right there, and he used to love, just love talking to us. And, and that's what I heard a lot of people say that say that about John that he was always he'd always come over and talk to all the other actors and you know ask them if. Uh, you know, if they were happy with the way things were going, uh, if, if they needed any help, um, he'd also give suggestions to the actors on how to maybe try a scene, because Absolutely. he was such an amazing actor. Yeah. You know, to have some advice off him would just be would have been just amazing. Yeah, he was many people's acting coaches, and uh, you know, a lot of people paid him to be their acting coach, and and he gave all kinds of free advice out. So you know, he was such an unselfish man. You know, just just a great person. So you must have been. Would you, were you nervous being on on set with him because he's such you know he's such a highly uh, thought of actor? Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, even on Haven. I mean, I was on in every season of Haven as well, and of course he he plays a big role in that. And uh, you know, you just learn a lot from watching him. And um, it's intimidating, but at the same time, you know, it's uh, he makes you feel so comfortable that it's just you yeah. know, the intimidation goes away pretty quick. Yeah, and it just becomes an honor then to just be on set with such Basically. a legend. Basically, yeah. yeah. Very, very happy to have had the chance to work with him. So when was the last time that you were on set with him, or the last time you've, you've seen him? Yeah, it would have been, uh, would have the, been the, the latest season that they filmed when I was down there this past summer. And, uh, a little emotional, but yeah. 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 Yeah, he's a good guy. Oh, yeah. 
you know, we spoke to him for an hour on our podcast, and and he, he didn't just tell us about himself. He was asking us, you know, what do you guys do for work? You know, yeah. what do you guys do in life? You know, and he wanted to know about us. Yeah, it's and a big loss. It's a huge loss to the community and uh, to the family and everything else. It's, it's bad. Yeah. yeah, it's bad. But uh, you know, it's uh, may he rest in peace, and, and um, he'll he will live on in his work. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, um, he'll never be forgotten. No, he's le- he's left a legacy. I have a very accurate case of low self-esteem, and by accomplishing things, makes me feel better. So over the last week, Gavin and I have gotten to talk to many fans who have met John Dunsworth, and they've told how and what he meant to them. And joining us right now is a Mass Hall favorite, uh, Bernie Robichaux, who uh, worked with John on the Trailer Park Boys. You guys know him as Cyrus, so uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, my pleasure, as always. So, uh, tell us, I, I mean, you've gotten to work behind the scenes with John, and you know what, when I talked to John about you last October, he had nothing but good words about you. Yeah, well, John and I go back 35 years. It's not just wow. for the part boys, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, John was my, was my drama coach at Dalhousie. That's oh, when wow. I first met John. John used to pick me up in the hotel that I was that I was staying in because I I didn't have a place. I was actually living in a hotel at that time, a motel uh, in Halifax, and uh, and John picked me up in the morning and brought me to to uh, to to school. Um, I was renting. Uh, my dad's cab at the time and uh my dad lived in the hotel too <laughs> it was a it was a dysfunctional hotel <laughs> and uh <laughs> and uh and so yeah so some days I, I never had i never had uh, a car to work with depending on my dad's disposition and uh so if i did then i got to work or got to school okay and if i didn't then uh John would uh, could call John the night before, and John would pick me up, make sure I got uh, got the class. And John was actually the first, my first professional gig uh, in uh, a radio drama uh, that I did uh, in Becky's name. Uh, was uh, John was one of the other actors in the radio play? So even though he was still teaching the other people in class uh, that I had gone to my first year of university with, he was the first guy a year later in my first professional gig. So, so, so you guys have got like, I mean, you guys obviously had a, a big history outside of Trailer Park Boys. Like that's, I mean. Oh yeah, shit. Well, we have a long history. Uh, yeah, because we did a lot of stuff together, uh, you know, uh, lots of work that had gone on in Halifax because it wasn't, wasn't, you know, by any means uh, the mecca of uh, film and uh, television at that time. You know, going back that many years, it was just really starting to break. Any little bit of work that came along was like, oh, my God, there's film and television work going on in Halifax. So, I mean, John and I, and you know, we ended up getting work together in in, uh, various uh, film and television that was going on uh, in Halifax. So... You know, even if we weren't in the same scenes together, I got to see John an awful lot in any, in any of the professional work that was being done um, during that time, long before Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. So, so what, what was what was he like as a friend? You know, off camera, like what what was he like? Because obviously, we we got the chance to talk to him on our show, and we've all met him, you know, numerous times. But obviously, that doesn't equate to how personally that you knew him. So, what was he like as a person off camera? Well, John was a very giving man, you know, he probably would have been a brilliant director, you know, from an actor's point of view, because he was so giving just as an actor, let alone being a director. As a director, I would have thought, I would think he would be like uh, the perfect director because, you know, as an actor and a director at the same time, you tend to, if you're giving as an actor, then you tend to be the same way as a director and that's just kind of an actor's dream to kind of be able to work with a director that's like that um 
So very giving. Uh, I mean, he always was. Uh, whenever I had a question, um, you know, he was there to give me suggestions, not necessarily put me in the, you know, tell me what to do, but to uh, make suggestions that uh, made me think. And even when I made decisions uh, and uh, choices in character, if John was there, sometimes he would make suggestions. And sometimes that wasn't really, you know, uh, the right time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, regardless, I, you know, um, I, I think once you were, you know, under John's wing or, you know, uh, one of his students, let's say, then you were always a student. And, I, and uh, regardless of whether or not it was the right time or not, uh, it still uh, gave me the opportunity to to uh, reflect and to think about the choice that I'm that I was making at the time uh, for for the character. The last project you guys worked on was that Haven. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Haven would have been the last thing we we did together. Well, John was certainly on set a couple of times when uh, when I in those two seasons. Um, I'm not sure that we actually had a scene together. All right. So, but uh, yeah, but uh, John would John was there. Uh, I remember seeing John on set uh, um, a few times when I was uh, when I was part of that team. You know, it's 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 really weird that. A lot of us, we've only got to meet John in passing, and, you know, like, I got to hang out with him, like, seven, eight times this year alone, and every time, he, you know, he always gave you, like, like you were the most important person in the room, yeah. you know, and, uh, yeah. you know, for yeah. those that didn't meet him, they still feel it because he meant something to him, not just as Jim Leahy, but, I mean, he was just a genuine good person you know yeah. and, and it rubbed off i mean you could tell no question yeah yeah no question about that john uh it's full of life man and uh and and giving of it at the same time I, that's probably one of the reasons why he was you know such a great actor too i mean uh, you know uh because he was so full of life i don't think he can be a great actor if unless you know you've you've got tons of experience life experience and and uh, and our full life at the same time to be able to express it as much as you uh, love it and live it, you know. I've got to hear stories uh, from Mike Clattenburg this last week, and and he was talking about how John used to have a big winch up on his truck at the beginning, and they asked John why he had it. It's because he would go pick up stones to go finish the wall, you know, at his house. Yeah, that's right. I remember, I remember John doing that. But I think John, I, I, I remember that John doing that for years, though, uh, looking for stones that, uh, to build the wall at his house. That 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 went on for a long time. I'm not sure how big that wall is. I would have loved to have seen it. I, I didn't get down to his uh, to his um, celebration of life uh, this past Sunday um, because of the, the my surgery, but. Um, yeah, I would have, I would have loved him been able to be part of that. I'm sure he knows that I would have been there if I if I could have driven. And la last question, man. Yeah. Do you got any, like, funny story about John? Just, you know, like behind the scenes stuff that we wouldn't know about, or. Uh, I don't know that I can just recall any just one part of the scene because John was just a funny guy in particular so anything that you know I don't know that anything just stands out I think the biggest thing that stands out for me really was um, after the during the uh, first season eight uh, I believe when uh, John was directing that year I was first with uh, Sam of course the year before that we had just finished the movie uh, so we just finished the, the last movie. The boys had the season eight going. And, and uh, of course, I did the movie with a full uh, cast on my leg, right? Because, yeah, I remember uh, that. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and I remember um, 
in one of the scenes, they wanted me to stumble over backwards and fall across some, I don't know, a bunch of garbage and stuff like that that was there. And and uh, I thought, well, geez, I mean, I don't remember Cyrus ever being that stupid that he would have, <laughs> you know, fallen over a bunch of stuff. I mean, that was really more John's character. I mean, even in, you know, when I, I you know, even when in the season one, episode one, you know, when... When Cyrus chases uh, Leahy down in the little in the little park there, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Cyrus walks underneath uh, the the little monkey bars there, <laughs> and you know, does all that stick, and then you know, without looking twice or anything, walks away as quickly as he does and misses hitting his head on the monkey bars on the way out. <laughs> so for me, I was kind of like thinking like, how does, how does Cyrus do that? Like, and you know, before I even got a chance to think like, how am I going to do that? Like, you know, I'm still thinking about my leg here. John piped up and said, wait a minute, wait a minute. God, the guy just finished getting a freaking leg, cast off his leg. So there's no way we're doing that. Okay. <laughs> if anybody's going to be falling across anything, it's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that pretty much ended that. And John, I think John was directing that, that particular episode. So yeah, the way they staged it, he staged it to make sure that, uh, you know, he got everything he needed out of the episode with and taking into consideration everybody's well-being at the same time. Just looking after a student. He definitely was. <laughs> well, thanks, Bernie, for, was. for your time. It, it means so much to us that you've given us this time just to talk to us about John because, I mean, everybody else, although they loved him, they didn't know him as well as you did. So just that, that little bit of insight's been really special to us. So thank you. No, no, my pleasure, man. Anytime you're there, that. And that concludes this episode of Major's Mess Hall. I just want to say thank you to everybody that uh, took the time to talk to us. And also thank you to everybody else that offered to come on and talk to us. Um, if if time wasn't, wasn't an issue, then we would have had everybody come on because it really is so wonderful to hear people speak so highly of such an amazing person. So yeah, that, that about does this episode. We felt like it was necessary to do an episode like this. And I'm glad we did. Um, it really is so nice to hear everybody say such nice things about him. So, our thoughts are with John Dunsworth's family and friends. And he will live on in his work. And I'm so thankful to have had the opportunity to meet him several occasions. And also interview him for this podcast. So, thanks for your time, everyone. And... Rest in peace, John Dunsworth. Now, I hope that this lasts until after I'm gone. So many things that I have not yet told you So many things since you went away I've gotten older and don't see you very often And I know every visit makes you day And I'm thinking about you My peace now go on without me I'll see you up there dancing in the clouds With a smile like that people won't forget you And I know I have so much more to say
like me, young, happy. <laughs>